Hello there, fans, extraordinaires, uh, whatever you want to call yourself. It's back for the RSN family. It's been a while, but I've been holding down my little website called ProWrestlingOpinion.com. We give you the most in-depth, exclusive coverage of pro wrestling on this planet, uh, ranging from global wrestling. We also do WWE, uh, TNA, GFW, yes, that's one company, sue me. We also do ROH, West Coast Wrestling Connection, AML Wrestling Live, anything else we could possibly get our hands on. We even uh, do business with a little promotion called Dynamo Pro Wrestling based out of St. Louis. Uh, done some interviews with them. If you want to check them out, you certainly can. Um, we also do Yo! PWO Reads. I've been throwing up some book reviews. I have Justin Roberts' book up there. AJ Lee's book is up there. Uh, my most recent one, Wrestling's Golden Age, the study of independent wrestling to how it came to be. Uh, feel free to check that one out, too. That one's by Ron Snyder. And uh, we've just been doing everything that we possibly can to um, get pro wrestling to be the focus point of the conversation, as it very well should be. And if you're here tonight, well... Thank you, first and foremost, but uh, I'm going to throw it to uh, my pals over here, the podcast mates, if you will. I don't know if they want to put that in the dictionary. Um, somebody call Webster's? Someone get on it? I think, yes, yeah, someone should call Webster's, but I mean, it's, well, let me ask you, this name, this whole year, over the course of this whole, well, of course, let me introduce myself before we go into anything. Of course, this is Sal, the mastermind. Um, yeah, of course, we got Nick. I just got to get this straight. What would be your actual nickname for this? Because I know we got Rich on the other line. Rich, the big guy. We got myself, of course. What's up? What's up, guys? Yep. Mm-hmm. But I know Rich and me, we've always been debating about this. What would be your nickname? What's your official nickname? We keep saying the COO. We keep saying this. We keep saying that. What would you say would be your nickname, officially? Just to set the record straight. I like Website Wiz, but that's just me. Website? Website Wiz. So, PWO, I guess, order. I kind of like uh, the night that runs the site. The night that runs the site. The night that runs the site. So, for now, I would just call you, like I said, the night that runs the site. Because I know we had a, a different names. We went from the COO to the executive to now night that yeah. runs the site. Yeah. I, 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 sold, I sold my share of the company. So, now I'm, now I'm just the night that runs the site. <laughs> the night that runs the site now. So that's one thing. But what'd you, uh, what'd you sell? Hundred million dollars worth of your stocks, right? Yep. And uh, got mixed in there somewhere. Vince McMahon's bidding. Uh, oh man, are you trying to get into Alpha Entertainment? What happened? Are you trying to get into Alpha Entertainment? Um, I just don't know if Vince will let me do that. I think he's just got his paws all over it. And well, but yeah, it's next. Next time to start a uh, football game. league. Yeah, I probably have more experience on the field than uh, his players. So that's right. I really just want to know who's going to be in this league, like player wise. Probably the people who can't make it to the NFL, and they're like stuck oh. between college football and the NFL, so they're going to just right. opt out and, and do. Or he's probably going to bring bodybuilders into this. Who knows? They might, bring, maybe we might have a yeah. We might have a he might, bring, he might bring Tim Tebow, Johnny Manziel. Guys that are washed up. Maybe it would, was. it would be funny if he buys um, GFW under the Alpha Entertainment banner. 
Oh my God. Well, well, here's a really crazy thing. This is kind of like people are comparing this to NFL being the big company, which in this case would be like if it was MMA, UFC, and then basically XFL would be the Bellator, I guess, the second promotion, you know? So I guess it's the same kind of thing. This- speaking, speaking of second and third tier promotions, uh, there's a show that happened recently, I believe, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Let them know. Let them know. It's- I believe it's a, a ring of honor, the, as Woken Matt Hardy says, the yep. honorable ring. Yep. Oh, they yeah, the show, battle. That final, supposedly final. That final battle. I suppose. And if I'm correct, weren't all three of us there? Indeed. That was yep, probably the first time that all three members of the Arts and Wrestling podcast were in one building. Which Not is in the same area, though, but close enough. Me, I was um, I was on the ground level. Uh, if if you're kind of looking at the screen right now, that's uh, that's a pretty fair. I'm on the left, like the bottom left of that. If you if you spot a red hat, that's me. Well, Rich, you could probably tell us about our our experience up there, right? And the well, this is of course uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom. Of course, this is where you know Manhattan Center, well, part of the Manhattan Center. It's basically the same site where ECW One Night Stand happened. A uh, bunch of other indie events, mainly ROH, but uh, uh, I mean, of course, Raw, Raw from 1997 yeah. to 1993 to 1998. That's right. Took I mean, place a lot in of Manhattan Center. Yeah. yeah, a lot of different uh, events, you know. But I mean, Rich, you can tell us. You can tell us probably about the major experience that probably people in that same row had, right? <laughs> oh my God, this the section know. we were that Sal and I was in, the best section in the whole house. Oh my God! It was, well, we could yeah, we could argue with that. I mean, what well, here's the here's the biggest chant I think most of us kind of got. Either turn the Titan Tron on, or we can't see shit. Because of we course we're all at the bottom. Yeah, we can't see shit. Or turn the Titan Tron, and you see people always like you know or, yelling at someone. Or, uh, or the other one. Sit the fuck. Let her know. Let her know. Not standing up for like. Uh, it was this little Chinese lady who basically re- it was, but, like, it was. It was every single match. Standing up for. Yeah, yeah. There was a person standing this, up. Yeah, and she wait, was just. Wait. Yeah. She was wearing an Italia shirt. Oh my! And we were saying, what were we were saying? <laughs> sit the fuck down. Sit down, Natty. We sit down, Natty. Sit down, Natty. That just got me dead. It was crazy. But I mean, nonetheless, I mean, you, Nick, you probably had a lot of, uh, you know, you probably saw a lot of spots there, I guess, on the floor. Um, how was your view over there? And I know you're at probably the bottom tier level, right? You probably were there floor level. You got to see everything, right? Oh, yeah, I had a really good view. I mean, there were still people, like, there were times where people, everybody in front of me was standing up, so the only way to see was to stand up, too. Oh, man, so you probably had a good workout. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was in the last row on the ground level, like, right. the barricade, like, literally, not the barricade, but, like, the uh, the balcony. Right. It, you see the you see that the balcony on the on the top left, I'm, like, right Literally right in front of that. Yeah, I mean, we were just sitting there okay. talking about pretty much what was going on. Of course, you know, briefly giving coverage of what's going on and everything like that. Uh, of course, I mean, well, yeah, they had the whole... Actually, before we actually cover the show, Sal, would you like to enlighten the fans on who me and you interacted with? Yes, yes. So what happened was briefly, as you can see in this video, we were both sitting, you know, of course, in that uh, basic hall area before, you know, we were about to board into the uh, ticket area. And then, you know... Basically, but this story goes kind of like, you know, you're walking around, and then next thing you know, you know, we're just waiting to get, just excited to get in. And then next thing you know, I see this guy right in front of me with a leather jacket and a hoodie. So I'm thinking, oh, this might be just a fan, bald guy. I was like, all right, whatever. 
And then Rich got it before me, before anybody. He just tapped me on the shoulder real quick. He said, look who it is. I, I didn't I don't know. I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck could it be? And the next thing you know, you see the guy in with the with the hoodie just going back. And you see you see Daniels. First thing I see is Daniels. I'm like, holy shit, that's Christopher Daniels. And the next thing you know, that guy in the hoodie with the leather jacket, that was Kaz. <laughs> Big story. It was like, God damn. And then of course Rich had the honor of basically coming up to say, Hey Cass, what's up? And he responded. So I know, I know that that made made uh, what you call Rich happy. So that was pretty it made him pretty Dude, they're, they're easily the most down to earth people, Kaz and Daniels. Yeah. yeah, of course they have Marty Scroll. They had a whole bunch of other people down there. You know that were, um, you know, of course if you go to the they... yeah, Marty. It was uh, the Young Bucks, Adam Page, Marty Scroll, Flip Gordon. Uh, mm-hmm. Upstairs was Cheeseburger and yep. Sumi Saki or some shit. Mm-hmm. A whole long list of names. I mean, it's crazy. You know, there's a, a whole bunch of uh, autograph signings. Marty Scroll, of course. Um, of course, you know, later on in the night, we had so many different things. I mean, briefly, let's just go over the card, I guess. Um, I mean, um, well, let me ask you before we go into the card. Uh, well, how many shows has this been for you guys? Have you guys yeah, ever been? Like, yeah, have, have you guys ever been to a, a ROH, uh, you know, a show or any other show in that matter? Yeah, I've been attending ROH shows since, I want to say, 2004. Parking- right. Styles was on, uh, there was a show called At Our Best at the Rexplex in Elizabeth, New Jersey. I'll never forget it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Punk versus Styles. Uh, the main event, I believe, had Jerry Thaw was in the main event. Mm-hmm. Nice. So he's been he there was, for going yeah, on he, 14 he years. Mm-hmm. So, he, you know, uh, it was, uh, I think the Briscoes were on there too. Like, once I went to that first show, I was hooked from the get-go. But basically, ROH at that point was just, like, in an indie company. Like in the so you basically company. saw a lot of the a lot of the originals then, Nick. Yeah, and then even when they went to the Manhattan Center, um, like, the Hammerstein Ballroom. I'm trying, I'm struggling to remember if it was the Manhattan Center, like, the Grand Ballroom, or the, the, they've done shows in both of them. Wait, like, there's a second room? Like yeah, that's, yeah that, that's what I was talking about before. I was asking, you know, uh, what is, uh, well, let me ask you this. So they have Manhattan Center, right? Manhattan Center is the bigger uh, center, I mean, or is uh, I mean, like the, the Grand Ballroom? Manhattan Center is the name of the building. It, it houses both the Grand Ballroom and the Hammerstein Ballroom. Um, uh, the Grand Ballroom, where mm-hmm. RH was doing shows in there at one point. Um, I want to say that. Like, so where, that. sorry, sorry to interrupt, but where yeah. is that ballroom exactly? I think that one's on a lower floor, like the second floor. Uh okay. Yeah, interesting. Uh-huh. I've seen I've seen Brian Danielson and Angel McGinnis and Austin Aries and Tyler Black and uh you know, I've I've seen a plethora of wrestling classics in there. I was there for uh, Samoa Joe and Kenta Gobashi that got five stars. I was right. there for um one of CM Punk's like last ROH appearances, like McFoley was on the card, like he uh like there was he was doing that thing where he wanted to sign the contract on the belt, you know, little things like that. Um and even Oh, when he went to WWE. Era, yeah. You know. Wow. I was like a regular in the ROH crowd at one point. Like we would literally go to like every show that we possibly could and they would come to Manhattan. they would come to New York City a lot actually. Yeah. Well once I, I I hadn't been to an ROH show I wanna say in about maybe four or five years to that point. Damn. So it's good Wait. to kind of like get back and kind of see like how how much the company's taken off. I mean, if you look at that stage, that stage is insane. They did not oh have anything like that. Yeah, it was a good show. setup. Big yeah. setup. Yeah, it was, like, it was like the 
put yourself a little curtain with the with the I don't even know if they had a screen like a tiny little screen maybe just to show the the person's name. But yeah. if you look at the stage that they have now, I'm like, holy crap, that's yeah. You know, you can you, you can really tell ROH has like come really far to like actually be considered like a legit number two American promotion. Yeah, I mean it's I mean the production value I think has gone up since of course they signed up with uh, Sinclair Broadcasting. That's one of the big things. The thing is also the fact that you know now. Just so like the landscape of professional wrestling has like grown. It's not just WWE anymore, or where it was before. WWE was just a territory or whatever. Now it's actually just expanding back to that where it was before. Like you know, there's alternatives out there. There's Japan. There's ROH. There's you know, there's other indies out there. As you cover on PWO, as you said before. But many then of you course, also have that shitty owl company. Yep, of course, all the time. But I mean, yeah, we were just talking about this before too. Uh, speaking of that owl company. Rich, of course, I think earliest year went to one of the, what you call it, the shows for Impact, I believe, right? You said. Yeah, um, and uh, Staten Island. Right, and you said you went to a WWE show, and now you went to an ROH show for this year, right? Yeah. Right, so that's three shows. For me, officially, I went to, was it Progress? If I had to, yeah. if I had to pick which show was the best, mm-hmm. without a doubt, hands down, final battle. Oh, my God. This is the first time I've been to an ROH event, and I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Same on. here. Yeah, I'm stuck. I think we're both. We both said this is probably one of the best quality shows ever. I mean, probably I can say this. Yeah, because I mean, if you're looking at like I, I went to a WWE show, basically WWE Raw, uh, the night after SummerSlam. I went to his Progress show and I went to ROH. Progress was much better, of course, better than any main you know WWE show, hands down. Because you sit in a WWE show, you sit in there for maybe two hours on end. You're tired. You're you're you're, you're frustrated. There's nothing going on. It's like damn, you know, I just want to get out of here. That's how I felt that time. In ROH, it wasn't like that. You sat there and you were stuck through the end of me. Eyes were glued. Everything was like, really, you know, this is interesting. This is something cool, you know. But you know, it's 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 a you know, it's an interesting show. I was looking at, you know, we're looking at the whole show. A lot of quality spots, a lot of quality entertainment, a lot of quality matches. We would say, but I mean, um, let's I blame. Let's briefly go over all the matches. I guess you know, um, what match stood out? What what stood out to you guys the most? Let's say. Absolutely. Which match? Which match from the final battle? Well, period. Anything that stood out? Any specific things, spots, uh, whatever it is, matches, entrances, well, the, um, themes. The one, the one spot that me and you basically, not even me and you, the whole crowd reacted to. Oh, it was okay. uh, Jay Lethal, Jay yep. Lethal versus yeah. Marty Squirrel, the Eddie Guerrero spot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was interesting. That was real funny. That was it. And that's the thing. People looked at it. They're hooked onto it. They know what's going on in the ring. It's interesting. It's it's fun to see. I mean, what well, I think I talked about this with you before too. When we were there, I know Nick. If you've seen this, there are a lot of families there. I was surprised by that. They're like grannies. There are yeah, freaking there's like, a lot of little kids. There was, there yeah, there was a there was like a three year old kid like in the row in front of me. And they're like yeah, yeah there's people that are like legit those fans. Old, remember those two old ladies that oh, were on the right hand side of us? Nick, you won't believe it. We were standing around the balcony and right on the side of the balcony. I think it was whose entrance was it? Was it a? Uh, um, I think it was a Dalton Castle. The Dalton Castle's entrance, I think, right? It was throughout the whole show they were dancing. Oh really? Oh really? I didn't notice that because yeah, they were like right on the side. You see with the balcony on the right side uh, area of the balcony, you see these two old ladies like they're just reacting to everything, dancing, whatever it is. It's hilarious. It just got like we should have took a video of that. We made a mistake out of that. Fuck. But it was hilarious. I mean, you see grannies oh, yeah, there, def- you see kids. We definitely yeah. should have. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, you see everything there. Kids, grannies, you see moms, dads, everything, families, whole families going there. And they're not just there just to kind of, maybe they might be there just to see what's there, but 
I think they were like they were fully onto the show. They were fully hooked into it. I think that's the best to thing. To be honest, the way this crowd was, I don't recommend bringing little kids there. To be honest, the way oh, no. you were cursing and all that. Oh no, definitely, definitely. I mean, there was a lot of spots, of course, with the cursing and everything. Crowds were cursing, you know. Of course, that's basically what it is. But it's hilarious half the time, you know. It's like, all right, cool. Um, of course, I know we talked about Marty Scroll, uh, which called the villain. What about Will Ospreay? That was oh, look at that him, was a great match. I can't believe Will, Will Ospreay. Ospreay. Yeah. Will that kid Ospreay is against uh, Matt Taven. Matt Taven, right? right yep. Uh, this that that was that was a pretty good match. I think on my hands, I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. You know. Yeah, I was impressed. I remember saying to my brother, like, um, on the not-so-long list of really good Matt Taven matches, I, I would put it on there. So, I was, you know, I was, I was pretty impressed with it. Although, I can't help but feel like the kingdom is, is exactly where they are now, where they were at this point last year, except last year they were just getting introduced. This year, they're kind of just like, yeah, we're still together, and, 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 and Vinny, first likely, is still a, a crazy guy, and, um, Taven has which one is pretty, which one's Vinny the um, one with the long hair right? The one with tattoos and he kind of has like dreadlocks. I I think so. yeah yeah the long the one with the long hair is TK O'Ryan. My brother okay. thought his name is TK O'Brien. I'm like no no it's it's Ryan. He's like oh well I still like that it says TKO. I'm like yeah that's cool. But yeah, that, that, yeah that was actually really opener. Uh, I remember being really impressed by that. So I was yeah. like, all right, okay, I could get with this. Yeah, as an opening match, it was a very good opening match. It was pretty good. And well, then, of course, remember so what I told you? Remember what I told you, Sal? Yeah. I forgot who said it, mm-hmm. but a WWE superstar said, if you want to have a good match, open the show because you set the whole flow of the show. That's right. That's true. And what, 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 what better way, I'd say, than Will Ospreay? I mean, definitely. Like, I looked at that. That, that just signed out to me. I was like, holy shit, you know? This is actually, I think, so the many, first time. Yeah. So many high spots. Yeah, so many high spots, so many different things. And from a big man that once said, you know, that they're killing wrestling, hey, he was one half of that. And then another half that's pretty much going to WWE right now in the next year. That, of course, is talking about Ricochet and uh, Will Ospreay having that match last two years ago, I think, or last year, about, oh, you know, how oh, too many high spots. Oh, oh that, was a hor- that was a horrible match. Oh, my God. That was that, a horrible match, That was match, like right? a zero. That was a zero. Yeah, because what they say, they say it was a lot of uh, acrobatics, a lot of gym, you know, like a... It was a gymnastic know. show, not a match. This is just a lot of spots, yeah. And then it was like, you know, but but then when you look at this whole show, I mean, let, let's look back at uh, Young Bucks and that six-man tag match. Young Bucks and, uh, which you call, uh, or should I say, the Hung Bucks versus... Um, Hung which Bucks. Yeah. Hung yeah, Bucks. Was, oh, my God. Everybody's saying Hung Bucks, of course, is hilarious. It's like, oh, my God. But, you know, That's a lot the of... the team. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people saying the name of yeah. the three-man team is the Hung Bucks because it's Hung Hangman <laughs> and the Young Bucks. Yep, that's right. But then also, I mean, you gotta look into the fact that this match. I mean, there's a lot of big spots too. I mean, if you notice in that whole spot, it was either a kip up, super kick, the kip triple, up, super kick. the triple drop kick. Yeah, triple drop kicks. I just seen in the video there. We had, they had the indie taker. That was a pretty good spot. Um, no, 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 that was the super indie taker. The super indie taker, really. <laughs> well, because that remember, was. Remember, Paige had one person in the front, one person in the back, mm-hmm. and the Bucks jumped. Oh, right. It was two, two of them. So if you've seen that video, basically it's two people on the same side, um, or, you know, basically one one person on each side, and then basically, you know, they just do the whole spiel right there. Interesting, interesting well, spot never, right there. I never saw Flip Gordon ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did good. 
Oh, yep. he was impressive. Like, uh, I think he, he, he could have, it could have been a handicap match, and it still would have been convinced he had a shot to win. Like, That's mean, right. okay. If you think about it, it really okay. was because t- uh, Teton and Dragon Lee basically did nothing. Yeah. It was basically a three on one. Mm-hmm. I'd die to see That's an Osprey Gordon match, just saying. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things on this card. I think, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of matches on this card that were kind of interesting to see. I mean, you know, a lot of new stars, a lot of old stars. But I mean, looking at the booking at this whole show, it kind of seemed like they were trying to hold off from, um, you know, uh, giving up their highlight stars any spotlight. Instead, they're going ahead and they're just, you know, giving some new stars the uh, what you call it, the uh, reigns or you know, like you know, welcoming kind of uh, Matt to say, you know what, go ahead and do your thing because you know we're not giving all to the, you know. To the bigger names, like you know, if you see, for example, uh, let's see the end of the night, for example, Cody Rose versus Dalton Castle. Of course, we could talk about that whole match total. I mean, it was a pretty good match, pretty good result. Cody didn't go over. It was basically like, surprising. I, yeah, which is shocking. It was. It was. I like. I like the result. I didn't like the match. I wasn't too crazy about the match. First, you had. Cody I think the match was cut there. short. That was a distraction, and then. But it, the funny thing is, I've been calling since I want to say 2015. I I, I I was saying Castle's the guy that they're gonna build and mold up into to be their next big star, their next big champion. I just kind of wish it was done. Against, Either it could have been uh, a better match. Yeah, it could have been a lot better. I mean, granted, for what it was. Not to mention, also, I was disappointed. But I mean, obviously, I like the finish. But I was disappointed that it. That he kind of just did one bangering and then that was it. One, two, three. Like, I would have bought it a little bit more had he kicked out of it and gone for it again and then got the one, two, three. I would have been a lot more satisfied if that was the finish because it didn't feel believable that this one bangering could finish him, just finish off the world champion. Well, the big surprise of the match, the big surprise of the match was actually Cody coming out with blonde hair. Yeah, and I think, and I think people got that afterwards. They're like, wait. What the fuck does that mean? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's uh, because of Starcade. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, because, you know, of course, Dusty didn't want, you know, he had the he had the blonde hair. Um, and that's basically where it comes out from. That's basically where it stems from. They got Justin Rose, of course. And now, basically, you know, I guess Cody. It was probably like an in-month tribute where they were trying to give, you know, something back to saying, okay, you know what, this is for Dusty, but things like that. I mean, there was a lot of other spots, too. I mean, of course, in that match with Tommy Dreamer and, um, uh, what you call it, Bully Ray. Oh, yeah, the obligatory, let's go back to ECW, Corey. Yeah. That yeah. match was the worst match on the card, I like, mean, performance-wise. It was, it was brutal. No, it was entertaining, the but it was thing... the worst match, like, wrestling-wise. Yeah. What were you saying, Nick? The only thing that kind of, um, I mean, the Briscoes is heels, like, I, I dig it, but the only problem is that it already stems kind of too close to the Usos' current WWE gimmick. So it's just like, yeah, we're two big, energetic, burly dudes who are just angry all the time. That's that's just kind of their thing now. So I don't, I don't really know. I mean, granted, I mean, there were faces for about, I think, eight years before this. So the heel turn was imminent. For the uh, Briscoes? And I kind of dig the way that they actually did turn heel. But, I mean, again, I just kind of wish they would um, give it a little bit more life other than coming off like a Usos late kind of thing. I don't yeah. know. Like the Briscoes were yeah. heels for uh, faces for about eight years? Yeah, they were faces for a long time, actually. 
Well, it's. I mean, I think the Briscoes. That's the thing. I think that's the thing. That the, the whole tag team landscape. I think they're filled with all these kind of tag teams that are like you know, oh, friendly well, brother can, tag teams that got each other's back and all, all admit, shit. Can we all admit one thing about that match? What was that? The best part was the lightsabers. Oh man, that was that was Why epic. Uh, until Dreamer couldn't get his lighting up. Oh man, that that was funny too. He couldn't get. He was trying to make that thing work, but then it was like. It, it kept going off, or it didn't work, and things like that. And then halfway midway into the match, after there's a spot, that's when it started working. It was like, okay, cool. But I mean, they also had the spot, of course, with the. Well, I think, I think, wasn't it that match where someone threw a streamer? I think halfway into the match, and then people were chanting, "You're an asshole," or something like that. So like one of the guys, or something like that, in the crowd. Uh, I was I trying to believe so. They were chanting that at, and who, what they were chanting it for. So I was just kind of just confused. <laughs> guy, he was on the yeah. the floor on the right hand side. Yeah, underneath yeah. the dancing grannies, actually. Yeah, right, right underneath the dancing grannies. It might be someone that's drunk. You never know. But basically, like you know, people like, just start random streamers. You know, WWE has sign guy and all that. ROH has dancing grannies. Dancing grannies, and they make the show much better. better so, damn it, got them. Yeah. Well, our, well, final battle didn't need much to be spectacular. It was a great card, great show. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about one more thing. Uh, what you call it? Uh, I think we talked about this before. Would this be Bully's last match after the result? What do I you guys think? think? Or do you think he's making match. this? Do you think he's going to WWE anytime soon? Uh, I mean, Royal Rumble is coming close again, but um, he's kind of already been a surprise entrance, so I, uh, I, I don't know if they would go down that route, but. Wouldn't surprise me. I, it would be cool if he shows up in NXT. Now that that would actually yeah. be something yeah. new and, and and relevant. But again, I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Of course. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's been. I think Rich was still saying it. This has been a year well, like, since well, Bully Ray has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, Nick said. Yeah. I agree with though. NXT yeah. just for like a short little run. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Just yeah. to see him mentor. Or like bring up some hardcore person. Manager. Well, I think well, I think what would be best for him. I think everybody's been clamoring for this. For to have him do his bully is a bully gimmick. Like just do that. Just have bully Ray, you know. But then it's just I guess it's just the same thing, you know. WWE it's a big uh, playing field, you know. You have to be a star, you know. They they don't like that. The stat, but there's so much potential in that. But you know, it just be didn't a work. Star. You have be a star. You have your fucking face of the company, Roman Reigns. Almost kill bringing Braun Strowman by driving him through a fucking pickup. Yeah, but then you gotta understand this guy is uh, good looking. I guess you know he gets the ladies, and plus you know kids like him. So That's the reason. He almost killed someone. Exactly by storyline. Yeah, so it's just it's it's retarded. I don't understand. You know, but, but that's okay though. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay because it's right. Roman Reigns. That's right. Well, I mean, one thing we can probably agree with is that if you're in the Indies, you probably have more freedom. You probably got a lot more opportunity to do whatever you want. It's not much oh, yeah, about, definitely. yeah, you don't have you don't have restrictions. You don't have time to say, you know, oh, we don't have people saying, oh, you know what, you don't have this much time. You oh, guys say perfect this, example. You guys say that. Uh, perfect example. I forgot who did it. I think it was Dan, uh, it was either Kaz or the Briscoes. Someone in the crowd wants to give him a high five. He flipped them off. Yeah. That's right, and I, I think that was, that was I think that's a really big thing. Everybody, you know, that crowd can be hostile. They don't give a shit, you know. That's how it is. But that's New York. 
we talk about it all the time. New York's probably the best crowd there is well, so far, you know? I mean, we talk about, well, look, I think I, I talked to you about this, guys, before. I think, uh, Rich, I, I, I pointed out to you right then and there. Uh, War Machine versus, uh, which got Kaz and Daniels. During the match, basically War Machine bowed down. Yeah, right after the uh, match. I, I missed that part. Right after the match. Yeah. I they, missed they, it they literally, I've seen it. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, holy it. shit, these guys they are about to leave. Philadelphia. Yeah. They did well, Philly, too, while they had the night after. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be uh, well, yeah. They finished the t- the tapings at ROH, but um, they have uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Their last appearance at uh, New Year's Dash on uh, January fifth in New Japan, and then after that, I, I think they're NXT bound. Oh, they yeah. have one more show after Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. It's um, New Year's Dash. It's always the day after Wrestle Kingdom. It's kind of like the Raw after Mania, just for New Japan. Uh-huh. so that's like their biggest Raw of the year. That's New Japan's biggest raw, basically. It sets the tone for the rest of the for the rest of the year. Okay. And, uh, cheap, I didn't know that. Interesting. If, if, mm-hmm. if you want to check it out, check out this year's. I got New Year's Dash up on the site pwo.com. That's dope. That's oh, a, a cheap little plug. Good nice. job. Nice, nice. That's right. That's right. But that's how it is. But yeah, like I said, I mean, uh, it's an interesting thing. Like you know, you go to these indie events. It's a good way to interact with the public, basically the you know different fans that are out there, you know, and all that stuff. In New York and oh, all sorts of stuff. So. Without a doubt, ROH probably has the best fans. It does, definitely, definitely. I mean, outside the crowd, I mean, we, I, we were talking about, I think, uh, Rich, we were talking about this when you were trying to uh, reach. But, like, you know, uh, I think outside the, the building, outside of the Hammerstein Ballroom, while they were trying to wait in the snow and everything like that, and slush and everything like that. Brutal weather. Brutal weather, brutal. We were in there in the slush and everything like that. We were, you know, waiting out there. It was freaking brick cold. Crazy. And then, you know, basically, uh, you know, people are chanting shit and everything. It's hilarious. You know, they're talking about FTR, all that stuff. You know, it's, it's hilarious. It's a good way to interact with fans and all that stuff, you know. Um, basically, the same thing that, you know, we like, basically, professional wrestling. So, that's one thing. But, I mean, um, uh, yeah. But, I, well, Rich, you got to talk about what happened, uh, you know, after the night. I think, well, I, well, Nick, I don't know if you caught this. Uh, outside of Hamstein Ballroom, there's a little train station. So me and Nick, we and Richard were saying, our, you know, peace out, bye, whatever. And then next thing you know, we see this guy. He's going ahead running across, I think, 7th Avenue in streamers. No, he was on the side. He was on our side of the street, the side of Manhattan Center. Yeah. Which is, I think, 8th or 7th Ave, I think, or I'm not sure. Yeah, 8th Ave. 8th Ave. So he's running. This guy, this guy's running. the best part. This is the best <laughs> tell, part. Tell him. Yeah, tell him. He gets uh, super kicked, and the whole group of people there just started yelling super kick party yeah, yeah. we kind of instigated it and then actually a super kick super kick and then pop i didn't get to see it but rich which rich, rich said he saw it and then it was hilarious was like god damn oh it, that's crazy. it happened right after you went down the stairs oh man i was so bummed i was like shit that's crazy but that's crazy that just tells you you know that guy probably had a good morning the day after he probably was like fuck is going on so good for him yeah but I mean, nonetheless, that's the RSM. Basically, that's the RSM podcast. This is our special edition of the shoot. Basically, talking about final battle. Uh, of course, there's different kinds of uh, other events going on. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, ROH will be in Hammerstein. What you call it? Will be in Hammerstein Ballroom, March the third. Tickets go on sale, I think, for this week. What happened? I did. Manhattan Mayhem Seven, probably. <laughs> Manhattan I Mayhem. I think so. I- Right. And what's that like? That, that's probably the week of. Is that the week of Mania? I'm not sure. No, no, no that's probably the, the week of Mania. Supercard. Oh, I see. I see. 
But we definitely got to go to at least one more ROH event. Definitely, we gotta we gotta make this like an annual thing. I, well, I definitely. What me and you said, we should try and make it that every final battle. I'm down for that. I'm definitely down. After this, I was definitely thinking, you know what? For sure, I'm definitely gonna stay doing an ROH. Tape, you know, whatever they got, definitely gonna come through. You know, so for sure. If you guys are down, definitely. Maybe we could do some kind of thing right there. So we did this week. We'll have to see, you know. But nonetheless, this is the Arsenal Wrestling Podcast. This is Sal, the mastermind, the big guy, Rich. And basically... Later, guys. Yeah. And then we got the night that runs the site. See you guys out. The returning, the returning, the, the Nick Lopez. Nick Lopez, the night that runs the site. But nonetheless... The Nick Lopez. Nick, yeah. Nick, Nick Lopez. <laughs> I'm liking that. I'm liking that. Nice, nice. We got, we, got, we got to trademark that. Trademark that. Trademark that into 2018. So, yep. So, we'll see you guys out. See you guys.